Welcome to the 105 Way Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia. And your co-host, JL. And on this episode, we have author Christopher Moore. Christopher, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful. And thank you for being on the show today. Uh, we, We greatly appreciate it. And so to get started, tell us about yourself and how the idea of writing came to mind. Okay, well, I am a published poet from rural Pennsylvania. Um, In rural Pennsylvania, we have a saying, there's Philadelphia to the east, Pittsburgh to the west, and in the middle, it's just called Pennsylvania, because it's mostly full of rednecks and all that (laughs) crazy stuff, (laughs) Um, if you know what I mean. (laughs) But anyway, how I got started into writing... um, I had a few bad years in like the early 2010s and I used it mainly for therapy and I wrote mainly for therapy by myself in multiple like private journals for a few years until I got started at actually my community college's um, literary magazine. That's where I first got published. And after being published a few semesters in there, Um, I was told by a professor that I should go and try to get published in other places. She told me about this one platform, I think you've heard of it, called um, Submittable, where like, you know, magazines and other genres can be posted and like if they want art, if they want poetry, short fiction, etc. So I've tried my hand at that with little to no success. Um, So... I found someone who published their own book a few years ago, and they told me they did it through self-publishing. So I discovered that Amazon does self-publishing through, um, well, now it's Amazon KDP, but back then they were partnered with CreateSpace. So I did the whole uh, book myself. I wrote it over the past few months and I learned how to basically do it myself. That's basically my whole poetry journey with my books is me doing this myself. That's great. That, that's great to hear. Um, and I know that was probably a journey within itself. So tell us a little bit more about your journey, learning self-publishing and just getting it to the live status. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yes. Well, um, I did realize one thing you had to do was you, my first time making a book myself for Amazon KDP, I didn't realize that you need a PDF version. And I accidentally <laughs> submitted um, a Word doc and the book came out all wrong. And of course, it was the biggest book that I made. And you had like, you had poems that are supposed to be in the front that are like on the side. Then you have like half the poem downwards and then on the other page it ends the poem. I think on one line, yeah, on one poem, it had just one word on the next page, just completely wasted a page. <laughs> so I, I had to learn quickly, wait, I, I have to learn this um, formatting myself because no one else is going to teach me it. That's, yeah. I And question for you before I ask the follow-up question, did you order one copy or did you order a lot of copies? Uh, thankfully, I only ordered one copy. Oh, I didn't Lord. have that big of a fan base back then. So thankfully, I did not order a lot of copies. 
Yeah, that's that's actually something that we always tell authors is make sure you order a copy because authors do get really excited. And so they want to order 100, 250, 500 books just to find out, hey, this 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 one particular page or pages are all messed up. Um, So, yeah, I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah, e- even nowadays, even though I'm better with formatting, I still order mine separately before I order my bulk order for my friends and family. Because you never know, like you said. Right, absolutely. And one thing you brought up earlier, you said the writing was kind of therapy. So I know your book is poetry, and you can tell our authors the title of your book as well. But what was it about poetry that was therapeutic? Um. Uh, about poetry that's therapeutic is it just gives me a place to express how I feel at that moment. Um, sometimes, especially since I have autism and my Asperger's, it's kind of hard to say what I feel a lot to people. So using poetry and writing it helps me explore my thoughts more. I have had people even friends and family members, they think that they've known me, but once they read my book, they have to reevaluate me because they're like, wait, why don't we see this side of Christopher that's in this book? That's deep. That's really yeah. deep. Yeah. And I think writing is is a great form of therapy for any and everyone. Um, it's It's a way to express your thoughts and your feelings, like you said, in ways that you can't physically or, you know, sometimes emotionally as well. Um, what were some other struggles you had when coming up with the concept of your book? Um, do you mean the most recent book? Yeah, that, that or even, you know, your previous works that you, okay. that you published. Well, I do know that for some of my books, not for all of them, but usually what I thought of at the beginning when I started it usually isn't how it's turned out towards the end. You know, like if I, usually I start with an idea, like usually forming a title is what I do first. And that helps me figure out themes, but sometimes those themes change and I have to totally revamp. Like, um, like my most recent book, uh, this one, Icarus Falls, um, you know, this was not the original title or cover. Um, I forget what the original title and cover were, but as I progressed through the book, the themes that I was getting through my writing didn't fit the theme of what I thought the book would be. And you you, you got to love that when you start with one idea and then it just it changes. And, and again, that's that's all part of the process for all of you listening. Don't get discouraged if. You had an idea for a cover. Maybe that idea just didn't, once it came to fruition, it didn't seem as great as you thought. It's okay to alter things. That's how life works. Sometimes you want to go from A to B, but you got to go through C, D, E, and F just to find out you were going to G. So Sometimes even Z, too. <laughs> sometimes even Z. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so with, with that being said, uh, you know, a, a lot of our listeners they some of them have published books and others you know are people who just are looking for advice they look up to people like yourself who 
are published authors, especially someone like yourself who taught yourself how to do a lot mm-hmm. of the publishing process. What's some advice that you have to somebody who doesn't know where to start, but they want to be like you and have that book published? Well, I would say that um, if you are going through self-publishing to not be discouraged if your first book doesn't really go like you planned. I remember when I published my first book, I thought that I would have tons of people wanting to buy it. I did not. My audience grew over time. So if you are self-publishing, my advice would be, like, don't worry if your first book doesn't get the recognition. Um, sometimes, especially for self-published authors, it's very hard to get out there and very hard for recognition. Um, you know, I've published several different books, and even I still struggle with recognition. So if you are self-published, you know, just don't get down on yourself if you had certain dreams and aspects for your book that don't come to fruition. And I want to ask a follow-up question to that. Sometimes we get authors who say that their loved ones or just people who are important to them are a part of the problem. So, for example, they may have a title that they really want, and then their mother, for example, will say, I don't like that title. Or they'll say, I don't really like that cover. So, you know, how, how did you get that, one, did you get that at all? And two, for that person who is like, well, maybe my mom's right, or maybe my wife is right. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, I should just change this all up. Like they're getting that, I don't want to say negative information, but they're getting that criticism from someone who's close to them. Do you, how how do you handle criticism? Do you absorb it or? Well, as far as my family goes, I didn't, I don't really have any criticism from my family. Um, I've had constructive criticism from like my friends though. So like, they they tell me like oh i didn't get that or um a lot of my a lot of my local readers they prefer like really happy poems and like another example this one that i did last october maxed emotions very dark um you know this was after you know grieving pains for like months and some of them were shocked. They were like, wait, where are the, where's the happy poems? And, you know, the, the thing that I tell my readers, especially my local readers, is, you know, poetry is not all about rainbows and unicorns. You know, you cannot lie with poetry. You have to say what you mean. If you don't say what you mean, then you shouldn't bother writing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And that goes for all writing, uh, novels, fiction, poetry, children's books. It's not, if, if we, if we wrote everything to be so happy and just, that's not how life is. That's not, that's not how we live. You know, we have ups and downs and mm-hmm. that's what we're, we're expressing our emotions in our writing. So it's important to, you know, like you said, you let your readers know, Hey, it's not rainbows and unicorns all the time. <laughs> yeah. This is real life. <laughs> so, um, question I have for you is I know you said that you you know you had some work published in magazines and things like that as far as getting your work out there what are some things that you are doing or that you have done 
that future authors can use as tips to help them out? Well, from what I've done in the past, I discovered it hasn't worked out for me, but that doesn't mean it would work out for other people. Um, most people would tell you, and I've heard this from other poets too, um, going to open mics, especially when a lot of open mics are through Zoom or through other online communication, um, usually that helps get your work out there. And to that, I would say, I agree with that up to a certain point. It depends on the open mic. Like I've been to open mics. I even run my own open mic. And uh, it depends on the audience. It depends on if the person even wants to share. Um, I've been to open mics where it's fancy free and they don't care if you share, it's fine. You know, you can share your links, you can share your podcast, you can share anything. But I've also been to open mics where it's like, okay, no one shares. If you share, I am bringing the hammer down. Um, a few months ago, I've been to an open mic, a friend of mine um, who has his own open mic, he was trying to share his one book. And this one person who was emceeing the open mic was like, no, we're not having this and totally deleted it and called him out on the live. I, I don't know, it was horrible. But um, with, with other online events, though, thankfully, the majority of online events I've been to, they always are like, you know, um, where can people find you? Do you have links? Do you have books? Where are the links to those books? If you publish through a third party publisher, do you have their links so people can find those publishers? You know, so it depends on what situation I'm in. And, and, you know, and it's time and time again, we, we say it's on the show all the time. You, you have to put yourself out there, no matter mm -hmm. how scary it sounds, you have to put yourself out there for our fellow poets out there, open mics. I've been to them when I was living in New York. It's a great way to connect with people. Even if you don't do poetry, it's like a great way to find a new reader. You know, and, and I and I noticed that the the poetry click is like so different. I didn't I didn't sense a I don't want you to do well type of vibe. I think in every in in every realm, you're going to have that person who just hates that you're doing what you're doing. But I did notice mm -hmm. a connection in that realm that I'm like, hmm, it even inspired me to maybe even think about yeah. poetry. So, I Yeah. Well, another thing that I don't like about like open mics in general, well, not they're not technically open mics, but they're similar to open mics. Um, there are some. I don't want to say the name of this open mic because the friend is a good friend of mine. But um, what I've realized about open mics is if they have features, nine times out of ten, the poets, if there's an open mic after the feature or before the feature. Most poets don't care about the feature and they just want to read at the open mic. Like I, I've been to open mics where they have an excellent feature and they, the other poets are just there to read for the open mic and they don't really like if there's a zoom and you know, you can put it in the chat, if you like it, I hardly see anyone say like, Oh, I like it. Sometimes the host will say, if you like a certain line from a poem, you know, you can comment that line that you liked. I hardly see that that much anymore. So it, it's both helpful, but also discouraging at times, depending on where I am. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I can, um, I've, I've never been to an open mic myself, but I am interested. I know we we're in the Austin, Texas area. So we've seen a lot of those starting to pop up more now that mm-hmm. um, COVID's getting, uh, I guess you want to say better. <laughs> more controlled. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are starting to, the in-person events are starting to pop up more. Yeah, that's that's one thing that is on the downside with me. Um, where I live in rural Redneck, Pennsylvania, there are no open mics. There are no, you know, there's like cornfields out over there. So <laughs> it's like, you, you know, the closest thing I have to like an open mic is if I try to go into the city, which is like hours away. So these open mics, they really help me get in touch with people who are like me. Like I can meet people from all over the world and find like-minded poets. So with the COVID thing, COVID is bad, but it also opened up a new world to me. And when people started like this year doing more in-person events, I kind of got a little disappointed about that because I don't go to any in-person events. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's amazing how COVID has, has been detrimental and in many cases beneficial as well. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, to a lot of people, a lot of authors have emerged from COVID. So Mm -hmm. I guess being cooped up in the house gives you all the time in the world to write. So it it makes complete sense. Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, listen, Christopher, you have been fantastic. We really, really appreciate you being on the show today. Let our listeners know the title of your most recent poem or just in your entire series, and then also where they can find your books as well. Uh, okay, well, the majority of my books can be found through Amazon. Um, if you look up the title of the books, I, I don't, I forget some of the titles of my earlier books, so I don't really have like a whole list of the titles. Yeah. But for some of them, like um, Maxed Emotions, Icarus Falls, um, you can find them mainly on Am- Amazon if you type in the titles. Um, so Sometimes they show up right away. Other times you have to really hunt for them. So it depends on um, Amazon's algorithm. As far as where you can find me, I do have a Instagram Um it's called at more poetry, more is M-O-O-R-E poetry, 1990. Um, that's where I sometimes, I haven't really posted that often in recent months, but I have, you can find a lot of my poems. Um, you can find some of my recent works and other stuff. Um, also, I do run an open mic through a group called The Word is Right. Um, it runs every second and fourth Wednesday. So we just had one yesterday uh, from 7.30 to 9. As far as where you can find information for that, if you go on Facebook or Instagram and look up The Word is Right, they'll be able to show you my program amongst other wonderful platforms. That's wonderful. Well, listen, it's been great. We we really appreciate you joining us on the podcast. and. We look forward to hearing about any other poetry works that you have coming out or that mm-hmm. you are in the process of writing. So listeners, be sure to follow Christopher and his journey. 
This has been the 105 Way Podcast. You can tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Talk to you soon.